So I was always myself. Some entrepreneurs, they try to say, they sell the dream like, and sometimes it works, honestly. So it depends on their style. Like we don't face any issues. We know everything. We make everything right. It's perfect. We grow incredibly well. We have product market fit. We make money. Maybe I did completely opposite. Say, hey, we're facing so many challenges, blah, 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 and, and everything. But even with everything that we're facing, we're still growing. We have good talent and we'll keep growing. So investors always liked how honest we were about the company. Welcome to Latinx in Power, a podcast hosted by Thaisa Fernandes. Welcome to Latinx in Power. Today, we are talking with Pedro Conradi. Pedro is an entrepreneur who believes in the power of technology to simplify decision-making and create a better balance in people's lives. As a founder of Neon, he has been dedicated to building innovative business models that serve the needs of both customers and entrepreneurs. With a passion for social impact, Pedro has been a leading voice in the movement to make financial servers more accessible and inclusive for all. I'm very excited with this conversation. Welcome, Pedro. Thanks for the invitation. I loved the introduction. Better than doing myself. You can use this intro. <laughs> I will definitely use it. It was great. <laughs> In this episode, Pedro will share his journey as an entrepreneur from his background and experience to his insights into the technology industry. Additionally, Pedro will discuss his experience fundraising as a Latino and how he approaches it. Very exciting. I think this is a very important topic. I have been enjoying talking with Latinx leaders in the season and approaching the leadership topic, which I feel that is very, very important. So first things first, one of my favorite questions, Pedro, what does it mean to be a Latino for you? Or do you consider yourself as a Latino? How is this for you? So first time someone asked me this question and uh, never thought about myself as a Latino, but of course I'm a Latino, right? I'm in Brazil, we are in Latin America, so definitely I am a Latino, but I, I'm very proud to be Brazilian. Some Brazilians, they are not proud of being Brazilian. They want to, I mean, they love every, everything from the US or from Europe, whatever, and they're not proud of what we have here. I'm very proud of being Brazilian and of my country, my culture, and I love it. So I try to get the best of it. Of course, not everything is perfect. We have a lot to improve as a country, but I try to get the best out of it and work around the things that I think other countries need to do better. I love your answer. Yeah, it's very interesting how, I don't know, sometimes we might not see ourselves as Latinos, which means part of this huge group, but at the same time, also talking about the fact that you love your country and you feel proud about being Brazilian or whatever country you're coming from. And yeah, I think this is very important. Yep. And I think this was also important to me, learning how to navigate. First time I went to the US to talk to some investors to try to raise the first, the Series A, I had to explain about the country where like, hey, Brazil is here in the map. We have like this huge population, uh, a lot of opportunities. But to be honest, today, it's much easier to explain about Brazilian market and opportunities. So I think Brazil is now more open. It's more well known by investors in the market at all. Incredible. That's a really good point. Yeah, I would love to dive a little bit deeper into that. So before that, can you tell us about your background and how you became interested in entrepreneurship? How was this process for you? 
So I'm 31 now, married, first kid. And um, I started uh, Neon eight years ago. I was 23 at the time. I was in college. I got a scholarship in a business school here in Brazil. And I was very, very upset with the level of service the traditional banks used to offer me. At that point, I decided I want to do something different. I wanted to offer something better for lower income population in Brazil. I was part of the lower income population and I was very underserved. So then Neon started. The idea was to offer a better financial products to every Brazilian worker. And here we are after eight years building the company, a lot of challenges, but very exciting to be here. Before Neon, I had the business. The first one was a bikini shop. I mean, nothing related to what I'm doing today, but I love it. Retail for me was always magical. Selling like one-on-one to something to someone is great. I like it. And after that, I had two other tech business. I couldn't say they were successful, but I learned a lot. But overall, for me, being an entrepreneur was not never a decision. My father was an entrepreneur since he was, he was very young. And for me, it was very normal, natural. I looked up to him and I was, I want to be like my father. So let's start something. And here I am. I never thought about being something different. That's incredible. You answered my question already. I was going to ask you, how was this process? If you have someone that inspired you to be an entrepreneur, that's incredible that you have your father since a young age. And what has been some of the biggest challenge you face as an entrepreneur and how you have overcome them? I mean, every day you have like thousands of problems and um, it's very hard to list a specific problem that was maybe like since I started the company, I spent like 50% of my time taking care of people, trying to bring new people on board, making sure they were happy here, they were motivated. Each person around me, they had your own challenge. So I would say that making sure you have the right people or the right challenge the right moment of the company is the main challenge of my entrepreneur life because challenges will change every day. Today you have to grow, next day you have to monetize and then you have to engage and then they have, it changes a lot. But the answer to all of this, in my opinion, is having the right people. I know that is very cliche, but it's true. So before I joined this podcast, I was talking to someone that uh, we want to bring on board. And after this podcast, I'll talk to someone in the team that I want to see if he or she is motivated. So that's the biggest challenge for sure. And it's time consuming, energy consuming, but very, very important. I think the main uh, role of a CEO or a founder. Yeah. And what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out as an entrepreneur in the technology industry? What would you say to them? Or what would you say to your younger self when you started? I would say, I mean, when we start, you lack of all resources, right? People, money, everything. So sometimes we just try to go the easiest way. We have this person, let's bring them on board and see how it goes. But you know, deep inside, it's not the right person. But you just want to move forward. So you make the decision. Usually those decisions are the ones you will regret. So I think the most important thing is to spend a lot of time to find the right person. Don't take shortcuts. It might be costly in the future. So usually what I see as a mistake for someone who's starting their own company is they try to find people that they like or they look like they are similar to them. So you will see a lot of overlap between background experience. So try to find people that think completely different from you, that do not overlap a lot. 
and most important that we trust. And if you're able to do this, I think increase a lot the chances of succeeding. Don't bring like your, your friends that you like them to have a beer, but you think exactly the same way. Nobody will exchange ideas with you. They only confirm. So you're probably going to run a blind for a while. Yeah, that's a really good point because when you scale, you need to hire people and hiring takes time and you might want to take some shortcuts, hiring the first person that you talked or even your friends. And I imagine that sometimes might be challenging. You also want someone to just confirm your assumptions, but you need to be challenged. You need to hire people that might think totally different from you. And I think this is when we grow, right? When we learn, because if we have the same people that think exactly like you, like what's the point? Maybe you're like creating a product to your friends that is not sustainable, is not scalable for sure. <laughs> exactly. You mentioned that what inspired you to create the Neon was your own challenges and you saw that an opportunity to create something different. And how did you go about building into the successful company that it is today? How was this process? First, I think we are in a path of success, but we're not there yet. So uh, a lot to do. Second, maybe the first thing I just said, explain why we're always moving, trying to move faster and we put the bar every day higher. We don't celebrate that much. Maybe this is a mistake. We always, to accomplish, we're really thinking about the next step. So one of the, the good feedbacks from investors is that we always over-delivered what we promised and we promised a lot, but uh, we work very hard and execute very hard. We also think we have a lot to improve and the company is going through a very important moment where we're increasing productivity. But we never lived in the fairland. I mean, we never lived in a place that we believed things would happen to us at some point that will save us or a investor will come here and save us. No, we will definitely raise more money. And it, no, 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 this product is not going well right now, but something will happen no, we believe that we have to make everything happen. Nobody will save us. And we are like since day zero in war and we never can get out of war mode. It's energy consuming again, but that's make us to keep alert and never forget about how important it is every single day that we deliver what we are expected to deliver. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Yeah, I have been talking with a lot of entrepreneurs for this podcast, and they are quite often talking about the power of every single day. And I imagine that sometimes it's tricky because you have a goal, you might have an annual goal, quarterly goal, monthly goal, but what happens every single day that it is in the end, what is going to help you to achieve that goal. So focusing on the day, what you need to achieve, I feel that is very powerful. And it can be translated to everything you may do, right? And being an entrepreneur or not, the power of like every single day, I think it's very interesting. To be honest, sometimes people complain that we don't think enough in the long-term view. I think they're right. Some of my close partners, senior partner here, they think about, and I respect, and I think this is very important, especially from now on. But we always thought of, if we're not able to succeed in the short term, there will be no long term at all. So we're not in a moment where we can think about 10 years plans. Maybe in two years from now, we'll be in that point, but not right now. So we don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Incredible. 
another thing that I want to talk more with you, I remember that last time we talked, you mentioned about your experience from raising in all those investors meetings. And as a Latino, I think it's very, very powerful to be in these meetings, first of all. So how do you navigate the investment meetings as a founder? How is your experience? I had to learn by doing. I mean, I remember my first pitch was so terrible. I mean, so terrible. And now we're to say something that I could say like in two minutes. I was so nervous. My English is still pretty bad, but eight years ago was terrible. I couldn't even understand myself. But over time, you understand how it goes and um, how to approach. I don't think there is a perfect pitch or well, like one recipe that you can follow and, and address all the questions. What I tried to do was I always tried to show the real me. I never tried to pretend that I was something that I was not. For example, I never worked in a bank before in a financial institution. And we are a financial institution today. So how do you address all the trick questions about credit, risk, and everything? I said, hey, maybe I'm not the right person for this specific question, but I do have someone very experienced in taking care of this. I'm not trying to bullshit saying something that I don't know what is the right answer, but you definitely can talk to this person. And, and I was always very clear, like my job here is to attract the best talent, make them be very engaged and motivated. Think about the moonshot goal that we want to have, but making sure that we deliver the short-term goals. And that's it. If I'm doing this, I don't need to be a specialist in anything. I need to have this specialist here. So I was always myself. Some entrepreneurs, they try to say, they sell the dream like, and sometimes it works, honestly. So it depends on their style. Like, we don't face any issues. We know everything. We make everything right. It's perfect. We grow incredibly well. We have product market fit. We make money. Maybe I did completely opposite. Say, hey, we're facing so many challenges, blah, 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 and, and everything. But even with everything that we're facing, we're still growing. We have good talent and we'll keep growing. So investors always liked how honest we were about the company. And that's something that I, I learned how to put in a pitch and work for a while for us. Incredible. I cannot imagine the amount of pressure of like, I don't know, maybe sounding perfect and like, oh, everything's going well. It's amazing. It's incredible. But I imagine for the investor's standpoint, looking for someone that is real, but at the same time, the challenge of like, there's not a lot of folks from Latin America representing or like succeeding. And doing a pitch in your second language is already a huge, huge, huge challenge. And deciding to be yourself, I think it's just like very, very powerful. I remember when we talked about that and I was like, whoa, this is incredible. This is amazing. And I think it's a really good advice for other folks from Latin America that are in this very intimidating position where there's a lot of rules and do's and don'ts and it's overwhelming. And at the same time, we are like humans and we want to connect with a human being, right? So being transparent and being yourself, I think this is the best advice. I love that. Yeah. I mean, we cannot complain. If you choose to start your own company, what to raise money, that's the game you have to play. So just choose your strategy and do it very well. I decided to be myself, but some people want to do differently. Promise, fake until you make it. I heard this a few times and some people worked very well. Another thing is, if you truly believe in your business, it's easier to sell. I cannot sell anything that I, I don't believe. So it was always easier for me to sell the truth. That's uh, another thing that worked out for me very well. Incredible. And can you tell us what is Neon? 
Okay, sure. We are a digital bank in Brazil focused on underserved population. Our average user uh, belongs to lower income population. We do offer a very complete broad set from digital accounts, credit cards, personal loans, uh, investments, savings, everything that you need to use a bank account as your primary account relationship. And this was Neon for like five years. From three years ago, we also understood that was important, uh, giving credit clean credit lines to people with very low financial education was good, but not enough. Some of those clients will get in debt. They didn't know how to handle the loans they get. So we have decided also to start with secured loans, secured credit cards, payroll loans, where we are able to offer a very unique offer, very cheap credit line and much, much more sustainable for this segment. We've been doing this for three years now. We are the largest independent player after the five big banks in Brazil. We're the largest payroll loan provider in the country. So we have this full offering to help those people to spend less money with fees with traditional banks, have more access to financial products they never had access to, uh, refinance their debts, and have a better financial life. So that's the whole purpose and product set of the company. Incredible. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, in this episode, we're all about sharing sharing journeys, insights. So I'm curious to hear from you, which resource helped you in your journey? Do you have anything to recommend us? It can be like books, podcasts, someone, a quote. It can be anything. I always try to be connected with great entrepreneurs. Uh, I learned a lot. My way of learning is by doing and talking and sharing. I'm not good in reading a book and getting a lot of from that book. I tried a few times, but I, I learned more from peer-to-peer discussions. So this helped me a lot. So I would recommend you to connect with people that you admire, try to learn from them, to share the challenge, hear from them. They could be a part of your team. They could be advisors or investors, mentors, whatever, but try to be open. For me, it works really well to share everything to hear myself talking about that challenge and hear feedbacks, that helped me a lot. That's my advice. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Having your community. Yeah, that's very, very, very powerful. And it's one of the goals of this podcast too, like sharing journeys and having your community and hear from inspiring people that they might be doing something totally different from what you are doing or what you want to do. But at the same time, I think there's always something to learn. And we are getting to the end of this episode. Pedro, I want to thank you so much for your time and your insights. I think your journey is very inspiring. So I'm going to leave the last minutes for you to share anything you want to share and also where people can find you. So thanks very much for the invitation to be here. It's great. I mean, to be part of the podcast, I admire what, what you're doing, Taiza, to share these stories with a big group that is following you. So thanks again. You can find me uh, LinkedIn is the best place, I think. Pedro Conradi uh, is easy to find. I'm very bad in answering WhatsApp, email, LinkedIn, uh, but at some point I will answer. So that's it. I can also imagine that I'm all message you receive. So yeah, don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I do receive a feel. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. 